0: Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, and on tonight's episode, um, we have guest Mike Delaney. Uh, He comes back and joins us. He's been on before, Um, so go check that episode out if you haven't watched it yet, Um, but me and Mike and Chris all sat down, had a great conversation. Uh, talked about mental health uh, in the first responder world, um, and also just some other stuff, random shit too. So, uh, hope you enjoy it. Like, subscribe on all the on all the platforms. Uh, follow us on Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, so, here you go, the Washdown Podcast with guest uh, Mike Delaney. Oh, good lord! Really, Cardinal score. <laughs> That's fine. That's, That's
1: fine. That's fine. Ugly ass fucking shirt.
2: Mm-mm.
0: I just like how I didn't tell him anything about it, and he wore a royal shirt today. It's true. It's baseball season, man. Yeah. And last
1: time we we were here, it was fucking cold. Like, yes. Yeah. It's not very often I say it's cold. And I was like, it's fucking cold.
0: Yeah. I think that was because Rachel had turned on the air conditioner, and we hadn't closed all the vents down here. Oh. So, all of the air just dumps into the basement. So, it was like 55 degrees in here. <laughs> that makes sense why you wore a sweatshirt then. Yeah. You're yeah.
1: prepared. I can always take it off if I want. Mm.
0: Yeah.
3: Or
1: leave it on. It's fine. Or leave it on. Yeah. Maybe I wore a shirt underneath. Maybe I didn't.
0: I don't know. I was still he having is, sleep when I left the house today. He is on a fitness weight loss journey right now.
3: I think I was... I heard that. E-
1: yeah. You were saying he was going to do it. Yeah, he wasn't talking <laughs> That hasn't changed. No, I'm, I mean, I, it's trying to get back into working out. It's trying to change habits. So, like, I, I, I try, and I know I'm going to misstep. I don't try to misstep, but I know I'm going to. I'm going to overeat, or there's not going to be another option, like at the station. That just is what it is. Yeah. So, I'm trying to cut down portions or not eat everything I put on my plate. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends on what's going on during the day, how hungry I am, if I had something to bring for a snack. I was just listening to a a
3: podcast, and they were talking about, when they brought this up, nutrition specifically. But people go all gun hole, all in, want to get dialed in 100% of the time, and then you set yourself up for failure. Yep. Especially with your jobs. It's just not sustainable. You're going to have those days where the the meals are going to fall off the track. They just are. Mm -hmm. And he said your goal should be (laughs) um, 7 out of 10 every day. And then yeah. you'll have your days where you'll be 10 out of 10. You'll do everything perfectly should, nutrition wise. And I thought that's a pretty good way to look at it because you always give yourself some leeway for life yeah. and different schedule changes and everything that comes up. Oh, I mean, then was, are,
1: are, you gonna, are you going out to eat for dinner? Mm-hmm. You know, are you, if, if you drink, are you going to have a beer too? Because that plays a factor into it. And that's another thing they brought up too. Like if you are going to
3: eat, you're not going to have the ability to eat healthy or you decide just to indulge a little bit, well, then take the alcohol out yeah. because you're going to with the food and you know, all that way you don't double down on it. I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's a good point too. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's I mean. a, Don't let perfection be the enemy of good, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. you, you're not going to be perfect on your diet all the time. You're not going to be perfect on your workouts all the time. No. It's, you want a certain level of consistency. What well, we were talking about last episode about standards, you yeah. want to set yourself a standard and try to maintain something that's reasonable. And it's a, it actually, it boils down to being a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. Like, yeah,
1: we talk about it, and then let's be honest: eating healthy isn't exactly cheap. No, where your bad foods are usually a little cheaper. I mean, things are kind of iffy right now. What you depending on what you buy.
0: Yeah,
1: <clears throat> and even when you buy your the healthy food, is it really healthy for you? <laughs> you gotta do your homework.
3: <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
1: What where where was it made? Was it processed? You know, did they add shit to it? Yeah. What kind of chemicals were put on it to grow it? Is it synthetic? Anymore. Yeah. Because it's starting to become a thing.
0: Yeah. And I'm not eating
1: fucking tofu. I'd rather die of a heart attack at 42.
0: It's, uh, or today. Like tofu's really not that good for you, though. I just threw it out there because everybody's tofu. Mm. It's, disgusting. Yeah. it's disgusting. Well, the good news is
3: we have plenty of other options. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you do to kind of stay fit and shape ish?
3: anything? Yeah. Actually, about, uh, Four or five months ago, I just started CrossFit again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew that was going to wow. be your response. he's over 2 mm-hmm. now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cardinal shirt and CrossFit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. So are you
0: trying to get hurt? Is it like well, – If you do it right
3: <laughs> and listen to your body, it'll be all right. You got to check your ego. <laughs> <laughs> Not so easy. <laughs> yeah, especially at 41 compared to doing it when I was 30. Yeah. Yep.
1: I've, d- I've, d- I've noticed that here recently. Mm-hmm. Big time. Things I, I could do mm-hmm. even a couple of years ago, even before surgery. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this thing so heavy all of a sudden? Or, like, I put that in the new shower in mm-hmm. and doing the, hooking the pipes up. I was like, why is it so hard to turn now? Like, I'm using the tool more than I ever had to. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Well, it's just part of getting older, man. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad I didn't get the shakes like my dad's got. <clears throat> so, my dad and brother both do it, where no matter what, like, it's not even that hard, like, using a the, like, the, the wrench, they shake. Hmm. It, and it's been their whole lives.
0: I mean, darn. It's weird. I, I wonder, uh, yeah.
1: So it's, I not, it's not like a neuro thing that just started, like, a year yeah. ago. It's, yeah, yeah.
0: been think it's, like... No, I got my my buddy from back home. We used to lift weights together whenever we were like in the eighth grade or whatever. Lift the same amount of weight, you know, it's like a 25 on the bar or two 25s, whatever. So it was like 95 pounds, right? We're bench pressing. And like, it's no problem. Like he's throwing it up because he's a big guy, but his freaking arms just shaking the whole yep. time. It didn't matter if it was just the bar or the yep. 25s or 45s. I mean, you could have stacked any weight on there and it, his arms would have shook the same way.
3: I always had a little bit of that shake, but it wasn't, it's not too noticeable unless you're close to me. You don't see it. Yeah. I've just certain never, movements though.
0: Yeah. I've never really, I think maybe with the wrench thing and doing that, if I've been working on something with my hands, like fine motor skills for a little while, yeah, I'll I mean, start fati- to get Fatigue that. is one thing because mm-hmm. you're going
1: to fatigue doing that. Like even putting in the faucet in the sink, because now you're laying down, you're reaching way up and you're, you're going to fatigue faster. So yeah, you're going to have yeah. some of that shake, or things don't work out. You can't get the tool in the way you need to. I hate plumbing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I said it that never goes well for me. Fucking hate plumbing, and she made me redo <laughs> the whole bathroom. Although she put the light in while I was at work, I was surprised. I came in, I was like, huh? So and she did a phenomenal job. And then she bitched about it for 20 minutes <laughs> <Like> yesterday <laughs> yeah. when I got home. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, now you know why I complain. See why I procrastinate on those yeah. projects? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I always <clears> find <throat> a reason not to do it.
0: You know, the procrastination, like mm. you said. But that one good. Yeah. I just pay people now, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're getting new windows in at the end of the week. Yeah, that's a little different. New that's, windows, yeah. That's perfectly cable. I used to get paid money to do that. I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing Windows. Like it was just changing out fixtures, like when you change out your shower fixtures. It wasn't just they were different colors. So now I had to replace the head. I have to replace the control valve because the new one is different than the old one. I'm like, are you kidding me? So now I'm shutting the water off to the whole house and yelling at her about how to shut the water off. Like, how do you know where the water shut off is? Yeah, that's something they gotta know. Is all the things we don't
3: think about till. Well, at least you find out before it's too late. Yeah. You're not on shift. And she's like,
1: hey, oh my God, what do I do? Yeah. It's hard to turn. I'm like, it's supposed to be hard to turn.
0: <laughs> oh, That's a, yeah. I've ran that call more times than I'd like to admit of going and having to turn somebody's water off because their water heater exploded yeah. and just mm-hmm. is dumping everywhere. And they yeah. have no idea where it's at.
3: That makes
0: sense. Yeah. i never
3: thought of that, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Call 911 for
0: everything. Well, I mean, we're professional problem solvers. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Ultimately, that's what we're doing. Janitors of the city. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somebody said that to me one time, and I was like, ah, "Fuck, I can't even get mad. Yeah, you got, I got yeah, nothing even get mad at this one." <laughs> I'm like, <"I> "Yeah."
0: <laughs> so you're heading into a new career field now. Hopefully, hopefully, it's gonna happen, man. Yeah, I, I know. mean, it's just gotta a, be patient with it. You
3: know. you know, we're first responders are good at that. Oh yeah, being patience. patient. <laughs> patience yeah. is a virtue, right? <laughs> yeah yeah
0: well, we're good at procrastinating annoy or uh avoiding, and uh that kind of thing until yeah. we make up our mind
3: we want to do something and yeah. it better happen now exactly yeah, so yep I think it'll be interesting I think of uh got a lot of um good perspectives to bring um to working with first responders on a psychological level
0: yeah absolutely so. I would agree with that I mean from the little talks that we've had and then you know the support group that you had going there for a little while mm-hmm. I found that valuable the times i was able to make it out there yeah shift work man that
3: i know i think someday something like that will fly here i just it wasn't ready yet
0: yeah i agree i think the the awareness and the importance of it i think is it's on the upswing Mm -hmm. but it's getting everybody to really come together on it mm-hmm. you know and realize the value of
3: it's worth making your time in the schedule for that it's yeah. worth figuring out why to go yeah and learning you're to test or uh trust your gut hey i should probably go this week yeah yeah and then go
0: yeah
1: well, i think having different areas having having it be in different areas might get more people to go to mm-hmm. i mean look where our so I'll, I'll use our union hall for example i'm not driving that far out there mm-hmm is it important to go to those meetings? Absolutely, it is. But now I'm tired. I've been busy all day, and I just don't want to drive out there. Yeah, that's sure its sheer yeah. laziness on my part, hundred percent. Yeah, but that's that's my—that's that's
3: a kind of human nature. Yeah, if there's an easier route out, well, that's that's okay because of this. I yeah, won't. yeah,
1: yeah. Or you know, like the way our the way the city is divided. Hmm. You want to stay in your bubble
0: hmm yeah and it is sometimes it's hard to get places yeah you know yep. and those are all excuses exactly nothing but oh, i'm not yeah. arguing that <laughs> i'm not <laughs> it's none of those are an, an actual reason not to go
1: yep i <laughs> agree so yeah but it's still my reason
0: <laughs> <laughs> no that's your excuse use the correct fucking terminology Come on, man.
1: Reason, excuse. I mean,
3: it's 2023.
1: Eh. I can use whatever I want. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. So how long have you been doing this podcast now? You guys are over a year, right?
0: Uh, We're two years. Yeah, two years. Wow. So we're 100 <clears throat> and what do we got? 18. I think this would be episode 119. Yes. So.
3: Have you had any, um, I'll say, blowback? from your department um, organize
0: this. not from the department um, actually the feedback we get from like department level stuff is all good mm-hmm. like at least the people that I've talked to now individuals yeah I've heard <laughs> through the grapevine nobody's ever said anything to me directly um, I've heard all good stuff yeah most people so, like it yeah Sometimes that's
1: said in a group, a room full of people. More times than not, it's one-on-one or just a couple yeah. people.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I think it's still one of those subjects, even as much as, especially if you're in that space of you're being active with the mental health stuff and mm-hmm. you're, you're in that community for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. then it's like super acceptable. it's, yeah, that's just part of the conversation. Whereas I think it's starting to get that way now where it's more acceptable to talk about, but it still has a long way to go. Yeah. In my opinion.
3: The way I kind of see it, it's people look at it like it's okay to talk about and hey, if he does that, that's good for him. There's no judgment, but I don't need that. That's yeah. kind of the feeling that I get more times than not is that's kind of, which still step in the right direction, but yeah. um, got some ways to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Like we did, we had a, <clears throat> a class with David the other day, uh, who's been on. Mm-hmm. Say his last name again, oh, Strother thank you. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I said it right before I said it. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was him being him, and basically saying you're all fucked up and you need it, which is mm-hmm. true. Yeah, and it's good to hear, but I think more people need to hear it. And let's be honest, he's kind of got the same. He he was a firefighter at one time, mm-hmm. so he's got that personality and talks like we all do, and that's what I think that's what you need.
3: Yeah, and he won't say just leave it at you're fucked up. Like, well, here's how we get better. Yeah, if you're going to listen and do the work,
1: yeah, it'll be done. Yeah, he'll show you the why, and then he'll show you the how Mm -hmm. to fix it. Yeah, and the what needs to be done.
0: Yeah, well, and I which is important. I think for this population, that's super important. Is you need a a roadmap Mm -hmm. or steps. You know, because that's that's what we want. We want you know A, B, and C. Okay, and then it should be done. Mm -hmm. You know, which. Sometimes it's not that simple. A lot of times it's not that simple, especially mm-hmm. when you're dealing with complex shit like PTSD or depression or you know, some something that's trauma-related. Layers of all the above. Yeah. yeah. And, and then sometimes you get in there and, you know, depending on what type of therapy you're doing, other shit starts coming up that you haven't thought about in 15, 20 years. <laughs> stuff from your childhood comes up and yeah. all of that. and you're Just like, straight stuff you forgot. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the brains are very good at... Burying that shit, yep, and protecting like it's like a protection mechanism to mm. protect you from that trauma, but it doesn't really protect you. It just makes it worse in the long run.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At least I don't know.
3: Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. Like, well, you're you didn't realize A, B, and C was happening until a year later because your brain knew you weren't ready to handle it. Yeah, um, and I can I kind of see both sides of that. Yeah, it may have been your brain protecting you. And, but also it does double down on it later. I yeah. think when you do start handling it. Yeah. For sure. Cause it seems to get worse before it gets better.
0: Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. Because, and I don't know how much I actually believe that whole, I mean, yes, like it does that to protect you or whatever. But I think it's really, really important, especially in our lines of work that you have to know that and realize that and not let, not let it do that. Like that whole, well, you got to be ready to talk about it. I did it. Yes. No, <laughs> um, you we, got, you got, it. we got yeah. free passes. Now. Free passes for the rest of the show. <laughs> um, that whole being ready to talk about it, because I mean, if you listen to like experts, like, you know, Tanya Glenn from down in Texas, you know, expert on PTSD, you know, first responders and military and all that stuff. It doesn't take long for PTSD to set in. I mean, we're talking weeks, days sometimes. So if you're waiting a year until you're ready to talk about it, you're so far behind the eight ball now, Mm -hmm. it's going to take that much longer to get over it and get through it and start the growth process. Mm -hmm. So, and that's something that, really doesn't get talked about a lot it seems like we get the front half of the conversation of the ptsd nobody really touches on the growth aspect of it afterwards and what you can do after Mm -hmm. and how much better you can be and more resilient and deal with stuff better because you have went through that experience
3: yeah and there's so much room for growth in the resilience part like Let's, let's train people and figure out a way to build up that resistance to that resilience to PTSD. Yeah. Um, there's no research that'll say this is, you can stop it, but you can definitely lessen the effects and set people up for success, I think. Absolutely. So, so how, do, how do
1: you build the resilience before something happens? Like, say kids are in the academy. I say kids, but new recruits, mm-hmm. whether police, fire, EMS, doesn't matter, are in the academy. Is there a way to teach them to be resilient early before something happens? That way they can deal with it at that point in time?
0: I'll let you take this, and then I got an answer, too. <laughs> I think there's a
3: lot of layers to that. Um, did that to ask a really hard question?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, you did. It's, it's multifaceted. Solve it, and you'll be rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm the same boat. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of education that has to go into um, just learning what it is to be resilient to start with. Um, I think, like you said before stuff builds up and builds up right like when i was single and young and a brand new cop i would go and see do something really horrible the night shift before go home rinse repeat um i truly didn't think that there was anything wrong with it i never acknowledged any emotion or feelings i'm like you can't you guys know you can't see and do some of the stuff you do and not think this is the horrible most horrible thing you've ever seen now it's adaptive in the moment to not think that but then that all build up mm-hmm. you know i listen to a person burn alive in a car and didn't think about that for like eight years later, somebody brought it up. I was like, Holy crap. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I never thought about it again. It's not normal. So teaching those kind of things, first off, it's okay to go back to your car or the next shift go, man, last night sucked. Can you believe that? And then talk about how that, and it's no simple as that, like respecting that and realizing what's going on. I think is a good place to start, but then you say, well, we got to talk about your feelings and then the conversation with people takes another direction. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily sit on a couch and talk. It's just like you guys do. You talk about it at the uh, table at the firehouse, right? Yeah. Um, that's a good start in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And the, the idea, and I don't know where this idea came from that you're supposed to be able to see all this stuff and then not think about it mm-hmm. or not, you know, not process it, all that stuff. You know, there are people like that. They're called sociopaths mm-hmm. and psychopaths. The, Is that who you want to, you know, have in a firefight next to you? Is that the standard you want to set? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) no, you got to deal with this shit. Um, For me personally, I think what would be a step in the right direction, obviously the education portion of it I think would be huge of them making the the new recruits aware of what they're going to see or potentially see and how to deal with it and maybe even start them in like – you know, wellness checks every six months or every year or whatever to start that process earlier. Because every time you unload a little bit of it, you learn how to deal with that stuff a little bit better the next time around. The next time you have that critical call or whatever, it's not going to affect you in the same way, or hopefully it won't. You'll be a little bit more resilient to it. And as long as you stay in that process, then hopefully you, you know, you never get to the point where you got to go inpatient treatment because yeah. the fucking wheels fell off and you're drinking yourself to death or trying to shoot yourself in the face or, you know, whatever.
3: And by no means is just talking with your partner about some stuff going to fix it all, all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. that's there's certainly a place for going to the clinical setting and doing that. Yeah. Um, but it's a good start. And then the other side of that coin, too, is uh, the social connection, right? Having those friends that you can trust to say anything to. Um, and in this day and age, the younger generations have less of that face to face contact growing up. Yeah, you know, online is not the same. Sorry. No, it's just not.
0: It's not, and it's um, not the setting to uh, talk about your feelings. And most people th- definitely yeah.
3: don't
1: post it on social media because then you're you're going to be attacked. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what you post on there, you're going to be attacked because there's those people out there that just need to make themselves feel better. Exactly. By attacking you, which makes you feel even worse. And you're no, you're now you're even further behind the eight ball.
3: Or you start changing your post to get the feelings you want, to get the feedback you want, and it's yeah. nothing it's not true anything that's going on anyway.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Influencers, man. Mm-hmm. They're right up there with politicians and lawyers. Yeah, you i know, just listen to somebody talk about <laughs> <laughs>
0: Aren't we trying to be influencers? <laughs> <laughs> Motivations
3: are different, though I think. Yeah, we're the exception to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not us.
1: <laughs> no. no. <sighs>
0: anyway, you were listening to a podcast. Oh, sorry. Were, sorry. Uh, you're that, good. No, you're fine.
3: They were talking about a survey of, and it was I don't remember the high pr- the numbers exactly, so I'm not going to say them. But there was a large percentage, as well over fifty percent, of students in college wanted to be influencers, influencers as their profession. Um, and I, I didn't realize, I've, I've
1: seen, I've seen an article about that before. Yeah.
3: I didn't realize it was that,
1: that much. Like it. I, <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, when you grow up seeing like with social media, like a lot of these, the younger generation has, and you see the certain people, Kim Kardashian and what they've been able to build starting with, of course they had a TV show. It's a little different, mm-hmm. but the people with millions of people, followers on Instagram or TikTok or what the fuck else is out there. <laughs> And they make money on it, and they talk about it like, "Oh, hey, I got this free stuff sent to me to unbox it." And yeah, how? I mean, you
0: don't well, do anything now; no. you're, just,
1: you're just sitting around having fun. And that's what you, you see—a certain lifestyle of them going on vacations. You see pictures on yachts and beaches, but how much of that is fake? Exactly,
0: my guess, ninety-nine percent of it. And also,
3: yeah. there's no real sense of accomplishment that's going to last very long doing that—getting sent free stuff and paid for doing that. Like anybody who is honest with themselves can't feel truly accomplished doing that. I don't yeah. know
0: maybe
2: I'm wrong
3: but.
0: uh I don't think you're wrong. I do think there is the very big sense of accomplishment for doing the hard thing and earning stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, and I think from you know our generation kind of sees that. I know the previous generation saw that more clearly than mm-hmm. even we do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. I mean, it's there's a satisfaction that you get from struggling and from overcoming stuff. Yeah, and saying, okay, I was here, but now I'm here. I like to know because of all this work I put. I put the effort in to get yeah. there. Where the
1: influencer, there's not a whole lot of. I mean, there is some effort, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And how much are you changing yourself to fit that mold?
0: Well, and you I know. think that's a good distinction right there. Is how much of that is actually you, and how much is it a facade that you put on yeah. because you think this is what everybody wants to see? You know, even you cut my hair and change my name. Nickelback <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's a big Nickelback guy. Yeah. What? Just because everybody <laughs> loves to hate <laughs> on them because they were the most popular band in the world, but still make good music. <laughs> I like I like Nickelback too. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll own that.
1: Right. But I mean, he but that he was right. Just to do whatever you can to get famous. So yeah. ch- cuts mm-hmm. his hair, he changes his name, grows his hair out, whatever. They acdc DC'd it. Yeah. Making the same album over and over and over. Yeah. And it works. But I think social media and the influencers a different ballgame.
2: game. hmm
0: Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. And but that's the generation that's coming up and that's what they see. And that's mm-hmm. what they see as success. So and I think that I think that directly affects or has, is a direct what am i trying to say it a correlation yes a correlation between what we see now of police departments fire departments EMS like all of these like we were talking about earlier the trade jobs of not having enough applicants and enough people to fill those spots that's
3: exactly what i was thinking yeah we were
0: talking about that last yeah. episode yeah now i don't i'm
1: okay like you see police and fire departments have their, they have TikTok pages. Mm. They have so, Facebook accounts and stuff like yeah. that. I think those are great. Show the public that side of the of the department. And if
3: you're not using those tools to get applicants, you're missing out. Yeah. You have to do that. You got to do whatever yeah, you can absolutely. to recruit.
1: Yeah. Take every path available. But, but it also humanizes the badge, essentially. I mean, I know we've seen that campaign where, like, it's not, they're not just cops. These are real people doing a job. <clears throat> and this is, you know. So you're showing that humanity part. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But the point that I was making was they don't want to do the hands-on hard work stuff. They want to go hold the phone up and yeah. record themselves doing something stupid. Yeah, they want to yeah. do a little dance. Yeah. And then earn money that way.
1: Yeah. Very few people are going to be able to do that on the scale that yeah. needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, look... How big were the Island Boys here a few months ago?
0: I didn't pay any attention to them. I just every, saw them.
1: Yeah, but you knew who they were.
0: I heard about them after they had tried to do, like, that live rap show and bombed horribly. Yeah. That's the first time I'd ever heard of so them. So, they they were like a model rocket.
1: It was real cool going up. And, and pop. And it and disappeared. It's, yeah. it's done. That's most of what you get with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, And because you put so much stock into it, it's going to affect you mentally. It could break you. Oh, for sure. Then you have to go get a real job, and you're not going to be prepared for it.
0: Yeah. My point is that not enough people want to do the real jobs. Nope. In my opinion, the most important jobs. The jobs that keep this country running.
1: Yeah,
3: jobs that are built on. Yeah. Yeah. AI's AI I mean, not going to fix that.
0: We were just talking about that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it it's definitely not because you're always going to need somebody to pick up the garbage. You're always going to need somebody to put the house fire out. You're always going to need somebody to pick grandma up, and you're always going to need somebody to catch the criminal. Mm-hmm. That shit's not going to change. It's not going away. No. If anything, we've seen a spike in all of that stuff.
3: Oh, I mean crime all over yeah. the nation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Crimes through the roof. Our call volume's through the fucking roof. Oh,
3: it's hand to go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah,
1: cops call EMS to take care of the problem. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, he's got a cut on his hand. You guys got to take care of that. Uh, that's a skin crack, man. <laughs> Give him some chapstick. it will be fine. <laughs> nope. He wants to go with you. <laughs> yeah. nope, he requested hospital. Hospital he gets. <laughs> Driver on the block. Hey, man, you know you can go, right? Really? Yeah. What what do I do, Mike? Just leave. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, man. Uh, Cops are over there. You go that way.
0: (laughs) 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 Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Just that's that's awful. Don't hate the players. Hate the (laughs) game.
2: Well, I mean, and the
1: opposing team, especially when they wear Cardinal shit.
3: Haters going (laughs) to (laughs) hate. It's okay. I'm used to it. (laughs) I've lived in Kansas City for over 20 years now. (laughs) But I do cheer for the Royals as long as they're not playing the Cardinals. I mean,
1: When the the Cardinals do get in the playoffs, I do kind of cheer for them, as long as they don't play the Cubbies.
3: One of the coolest things I got to witness was when the Royals made the playoffs the first year. Um, so all my friends were diehard Royals fans anyway, mm-hmm. and they all started wearing the most raggedy, old, torn, stained <laughs> Royals gear they could have because they wanted it to be known. Hey, I've been a fan, not just yeah. today, yeah. always. Yeah,
1: Fight lifelong.
3: But watching them, like, I think a buddy of mine had a wedding reception the night they clinched the playoffs the first year, mm-hmm. and all the guys go out in the parking lot to hear the final pitch, final outs, and just watching them relish in that um honestly i realized how spoiled i was growing up a st louis fan yeah um but they it was kind of brought back some of the love of the game it was fun
1: i mean look at how good the chiefs have been here lately mm-hmm. and how many years chiefs fans have gone through heartache and disappointment and filled the stadium every sunday mm-hmm. regardless yeah yeah i mean i, I grew up during marty ball mm-hmm. and I, I still love marty schottenheimer don't get me wrong was a lot of heartache Then <laughs> i was like man you're there you're there i can see it <laughs> yeah yep. And then here comes prevent defense. Like, fuck, we lost.
0: <laughs> yeah. All that does is prevent you from winning. That's it.
1: Mm-hmm. Can't stand that defense.
0: Just play defense.
3: Yeah. I think maybe he had a kicker, too. Yeah. He got infamous. Lynn Elliott, is that his name? No. No, he had Nick Lowry. That's the yeah. first kicker I remember.
1: Uh. I'm trying to remember now.
3: I thought you can't say he had a kicker that missed a couple key field goals. Back in that era, yeah. I don't
0: know. It, it's been so definitely long not now. as bad as Scott Norwood for the Bills. <laughs> Who, by the way, is actually one of the most accurate kickers in NFL mm-hmm. history. <laughs> Just not in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Pressure will change you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, man, Lace is out. It's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
0: Think it is Einhorn. Ace Ventura reference. I did not catch it. that. That's uh, – you're reaching way back for that one. And it was a Dolphins reference on top of it. What's wrong with the Dolphins? They Dolphins. had the greatest quarterback ever. They did. But never won a Super Bowl.
1: Yep. I
0: still want him to win his – I want to come
1: out of retirement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? his rookie season? They got to the Super yeah, Bowl. and that was it. Yep. And then never even got close again. He's a good
1: actor, though. I mean, mm-hmm. Ace Ventura, Bad Boys 2.
0: He was in Bad Boys 2.
1: Yeah, they, bar- they took his car. No, it was the first one. Was that two? That was yeah, two. it was two. Yeah.
3: yeah. It was the casket. Yeah. Chasing, car chasing. Yeah, yeah. it took his
1: Cadillac. Because Martin I, Lawrence, he's like, let me know how it handles and how it drives. And Martin Lawrence, oh, he's going to drive the shit out of this. The shit. <laughs> 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 then they get back, they go, you should buy one of these. Not this one. I
3: fucked this one up. You should buy
1: one of these.
0: <clears throat> oh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I'll have to rewatch it just for that scene. That was a great scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man! So, master's program—you're waiting on that, and then Correct. what's your what's your plan after that, or do you have one? Are you going to open up like private practice, or are you going to?
3: Right now, I have don't have an interest in open up my private my own practice because mm-hmm. um, I think there's a kind of what I want to do would be a mix of I want to have the clinical ability one on one to help people and go through that process with them. But then there's a lot of consultation and education and presentations and, and figuring out a way to help set officers up to be successful before the PTSD takes control. Um,
0: so you want to focus more on the... A mix. A yeah. mix, but also really dial in on the, the preventative side. Correct.
3: And so I'm not like going to put myself in one direction and keep yeah. my mind open and just um, go with it as it comes along. Yeah. Uh, There's no shortage of work, first off. So, (laughs) Nope. (laughs) um, We'll get the experience, and then we'll see where it takes me.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's valuable. Like we talked about earlier, the whole – I think that's really the biggest thing that's lacking right now. And you can see, like, organizations are starting to go that way of Mm -hmm. doing some preventative stuff in their academies and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I think they could do more. I think it could be – expanded and, you know, fleshed out a little bit better. And that's how you change culture.
3: And it, that's, the, I think that's one of the keys. Like the, the longer we go with this conversation, the more people who are going to start the profession thinking like that. And then those people will be in leadership positions in the future. They can make decisions and budget for that stuff. And am like, no, this is important. We're going to do this. You know, yeah. I know it's going to cost X amount of dollars, um, but let's look at how much you invest in training people mm-hmm. from the start. I don't know about yeah. the fire service, but um, a low end is seventy five grandish for a cop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, think, I think
1: we're in the same ballpark. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So if you start I some think education. It's a
0: little, little bit more for us. We better, yeah, we're more technical. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, well, you I mean, just need more training. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah. well, it's because our job's more important. Right? <laughs> so important you gotta let somebody make sure it's okay to go first. <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> Who does that for you? <laughs> I mean,
1: Whatever. I guess we could just stand around and look at somebody till all oh, the others show up. I mean, <laughs> well, cops not fighting on Maddox. I mean, give them tourniquets, and what do they do? They put it on everything. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's scraping his knee tourniquet. Yeah. Seriously?
3: Mm, that's better than when I started, though. We, nobody did that. You know, all the young cops you meet now, they put tourniquets on multiple people. And I look back, I'm like, yeah. oh, man, how many of those could I have used? If you're gonna yeah. put a tourniquet
1: on somebody, be able to describe what it was doing. Was it bleeding? I don't know. Was it gushing? Was it oozing? Oh. Was it bright red? Was it dark
0: red? So, but that's where mm. we get into the conversation of training and labor division and all that stuff. Like I'm, I'm okay with the tourniquets. I really am. Mm. Oh don't yeah. Don't get me no. wrong.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad something's being done because it can't be that can be the difference at least know when to apply when not to this tourniquets i feel like it's <laughs> pretty common sense you think i mean does it just need pressure yeah we we for we, we you forget about that a little bit of pressure and elevation goes a long way that'll be you yeah that's head. enough for Here's that nice pack <laughs> fix them
0: yeah i don't know
1: give them a sticker and we'll be on their way
0: in a lollipop <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, they might be diabetic. Let's hold off <laughs> sugar, sugar-free yeah. lollipops. Uh, and yeah. those suck. Nobody wants those. They're just gonna—they're gonna be bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be litter. is all that's gonna be
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: five hundred dollars fine. Yep. Get See, your numbers up. Just
0: making work for you. Making money for the city, though. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, cops. <I> <laughs> anyway, what was I saying before you fucking? I don't know. Jumped in on your tourniquet. Fucking tirade, division of labor. Division of well, labor. That was funny,
1: and you know it. it. It was fun. Have some fun, Jeremy.
0: I'm having plenty of fun. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> <clears throat> um, no. Division well, of labor. Yeah, but I said that while you were. It was before then. We were talking about. Um,
1: all right, y'all, we got to pause and rewind that way. Jeremy can figure out what he was
3: talking about.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. Redo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, it'll come back. Yeah. It'll come back. We'll just keep muddling through, um, prevention. Yes. Yeah. Training. Yes. I mean, I think those are all things that. Well, it's not something you need. can talk about.
1: Just like have a day of in the academy.
0: No, it's, I think it's, gotta, it's, be it's multiple gotta be.
1: And involved in every aspect of the training. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I mean, as you go through the academy, it builds. Mm-hmm. You start the basic level, and you start going up. I think this needs to be incorporated in all those levels. Because
3: if you only do it to the recruits in the academy, then they hit the street, and the, the guys and girls out there are like, no, we don't do that. Then yeah, the time in the academy is it's gone now. You if you, you don't, know, have you one or two that, Yeah, exactly. And if they're not allowed to to take the training and use it, which will involve others talking and and working through stuff, and just it's not going to do any good.
0: Yep. But yeah. Well, we'll there. that's why it has to be a culture shift from, mm-hmm. oh, I remember what I was going to say. So going in that direction of the education and stuff, you talk about, you know, leadership and then, well, how much is this going to cost and all that stuff? You can actually, there's research and numbers on that of having preventative stuff in place and how much money it costs. So how much money does it cost to send somebody through an inpatient program? Mm. Well, you're talking $100,000. And that's on the low end. And if you've got to send them out of state for that, because we don't have those resources mm-hmm. here anymore, the, that's gone. Um,
1: well, it's not just the cost of the program. Now you're vacation, yeah. sick leave, or are they on modified duty? Yeah. So and all of those costs, backfill.
0: whereas if you took the preventative nature of it and you said, let's say your program costs a million dollars, how much money do you save as a department in the long run by not having those 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 officers Mm -hmm. having to put all those people through inpatient stuff. And then possibly they may come out the other side and still not be fit for duty. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what they went through or physical things. Yeah. So now you have to replace them. So you're spending another 75 to $100,000 on a new recruit to replace that one that you had 10 years invested in or five years invested in. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking at it from a bean counter standpoint, it just makes sense.
1: Yeah, but you got to pay the money up front. It's getting the
3: it's getting over the upfront cost. Yeah, Yeah.
0: but if you make nobody
1: wants to add that to their budget. Mm -hmm.
0: If you make them see what it'll cost, in the long run, I mean, you can break it down. You know, how many firefighters did we lose in the past year because of suicide or an on-the-job injury to mental health? stuff ptsd or depression or something like that okay well now we're already short-staffed we're trying to hire new people so now we're having to pay overtime to replace those people that are no longer here for whatever reason and we're still trying to train new recruits to replace them
1: yeah you never get ahead that way either no
0: yeah
3: yeah because you're always chasing the tail
0: yeah and this i think is a step in the right direction of maybe not chasing our tail so much. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I mean, I think me personally, I think the years of seeing people stay in these career fields, 25, 30, 35 years, those are gone. Like you'll you'll see people like us and maybe some guys with just a little bit less time, they'll stay. They'll do that 25 or 32. But I don't think that you're going to see anybody that we've hired in the last... Three, four five years that's going to stay that long yeah because they don't see it as a career now it's and a job you still have. i think you're gonna have
1: more than not and if i do yeah. i mean time will tell but i just if don't people, see it
3: i don't know I, I had to leave but my motivations and and the reasons i started that career were still the same as when i started yeah. And I think that is what keeps pe- those people there. The people that are going to stay 25 years. Yeah. Um, they were in it from the beginning for the right reasons, and they haven't lost sight of that. I think some people lose sight of that. Yeah. Uh, which is very easy and understandable in today's age.
0: Yeah. I think
1: even during your career, you kind of go back and forth. You you have those waves, absolutely. I, I, I lost, I've lost sight before. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I'm just pushing through. I'm pushing through. Yeah. And I got to get there. I got to get there. Sometimes till, uh, you got
3: to fake it till you make it. Yeah. And, and then, then all, all of a sudden,
1: something happens. And it could be, I mean, it could be a conversation. It could be the right, a mentor, or... It could be it could that be, call that you call. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, this is why I do it. And your your attitude changes again. Yeah. And you just get, but you got to, it's the being mindful of it. Mm-hmm. Making sure you don't backpedal again. Or if you do backpedal, you don't go all the way down to the start.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and but also, <laughs> I don't want to speak for you, but... You also were injured, so you had some shit happen mm-hmm. if, if that hadn't happened. If you hadn't gotten shot, would you still be on the street? Would you still be working as a police officer?
3: I think, yeah. I don't think I would be mentally healthy at all. Um, I think that set me down a path that it, eventually I got to a, a spot where I had to address stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long that would have taken without that, Yeah, quite honestly. I had changed a lot and a lot more than I realized once I started, you know— digging in and doing the work and got better, then I could see the shift in myself looking back. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I would probably still be working. I wouldn't be married. I would probably still be drinking. Yeah. Um, I'd be unhealthy. Yeah. But, and that's, speaking of married, marriage and family, something I thought of when we were talking too, like, so when we talk about educating people when they start these careers, right? Um, in my mind too, it's, a a good thing to do to just set them up for success because of the families they're going to affect as well Mm -hmm. spouses down the roads. And then those kids they produce down the roads, you know, instead of having kids from broken marriages and alcoholic fathers or parents who got divorced and hate each other, that affects them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was maybe a direct influence because of the job set that in motion. So why not set them up for success that way too? Because when you have happily married cops and firefighters they're gonna be better at work too yeah um, when they're not worried about their kids all the time or worried about what they're doing to the kids because they know they're not acting right at home and not being a good father or a good mother um, that affects them at work as well um, so it's almost we know what the job is going to do to people it should be the agency's responsibility to set them up for success in any way they can if you want 25 or 30 years out of those folks
0: yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, because no matter how much we can sit here and say, don't take the job home with you. That's going to well, happen. Every single one of us does. Mm-hmm. You do. Because you can't. You can't You can't just turn it off when you leave the station. Yeah. Or the firehouse or whatever. And then that 20-minute, 30-minute drive home or whatever, all of a sudden you flip a switch and you're a different person. <laughs> that's not reality. No. You can
3: fake that for a while.
0: Yeah. Right. But eventually, it's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Really? Yep.
1: Nah, there's nothing else to say on that one. You gotta <laughs> educate everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> I know how to do it, though. That's the that's the hard part. It's a million dollar question. I mean, we just bring them all into. You say at the graduation, make that part of your graduation speech. And like, that's the hey, thing, though, <clears throat> your sons and daughters that you let us have to do this job, or we're gonna
3: Kiss fuck them, them up. Goodbye. They're not gonna be the same anymore. You know,
1: you got to deal with it.
0: So I don't you know. know. What I mean? Do it's you do you offer classes for the spouses? You know, or do you you know offer classes for couples, like the the cop or the policeman or the firefighter or the EMT or the paramedic and their spouse, of hey, mm-hmm. this is what. To expect, and this is what they're you know,
1: like a pre-employment counseling or and pre-graduation counseling.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
3: That's a good point because there's a certain part of that too. When during the education, all this, I feel like you're going to lose them anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Because I know 22 year old me sitting there listening to that, I've been like, that's not me. Never going to happen. Yeah, Um, that stuff never. I know what I'm getting into. That's what I'm signing up for. Um, so you fight that battle too. Um, cause yeah. so then if you beat them over the head with it too much, I think you're losing any ground that you may gain too. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah. actually. Um, so cause you, and, cause you're right. And especially for younger people coming in, everybody knows, you know, everything you need to know mm-hmm. whenever you're 18, 19 years old. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you sit there and get beat over the head with this mental health stuff and how much this job is going to affect you. And you know, oh, uh, well that's not me, mm-hmm. you know, I can handle it you know, with my vast life experience exactly. of, you know, two years of college. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that. I can make ramen on my own, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can DoorDash anything I want. Exactly. You don't have to make ramen anymore. <laughs> Nobody can afford DoorDash in college, but. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know. I think. Well, what about like like the another
1: um, movie? So Lethal Weapon, you always had the psychologist. She's always in there. So presumably she was on staff, right? Yeah. Do most police departments have that? How many fire departments have that where they're on staff? And you have, they're, they're always making rounds. They're always available. How many do you need? And can you set up a couple of counseling? So like in the, in the the Lee weapon show, he, he was forced to go, to go to counseling and she was in the station.
0: Yeah, I well, I, mean, I think for bigger departments that is a viable option because they have bigger budgets. But when you're talking about smaller departments or whatever, it might not be viable. So now, do you have one person for that department?
1: So I mean, in, in that in that well, and I think scenario, that's where... we only see the one for the for LA, and she could just be assigned to that police station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have one per station? So fire departments do you have one per battalion or district or however you?
0: Separate your city. I think that's where the importance of the, having a chaplaincy program and a peer support program comes in. Because that's the. I think that's the first step, right? Yeah. That's that first entrance into that kind of stuff. Once you're out on the street or in the field, you know, and those people I think would help reinforce that. And there's somebody to talk to. And if you need bigger resources, you need to go talk to a therapist or a psychologist or whoever. They can point you in that direction.
1: So now, how many people know who their department chaplains are?
0: Do you? We don't have one. Yeah, we do. Do
1: you know who who yours were?
3: I know we always had several, but no. We got
1: three. But you don't
0: know who they are or how to
1: access it, do you?
0: Nope.
3: Communication. Is it on your, do you have an internal webpage?
0: Uh-oh. Is that where you'd find that? No. No. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I know what you're talking about now. In the past, we didn't have one.
1: Yeah, we, well, we've always well, had them.
0: had one, but.
1: Now we've got different denominations and stuff like that. So I think that's
3: what the PD had. They had one for, I think they probably tried to get all denominations, a chaplain for each. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So and the, but another a thing but too, there's some denominations though. It's chaplaincy and, programs. Yeah, is those chaplains mostly are non-denominational, mm-hmm. so they can sit with anybody.
1: Yeah, but now you're gonna, you know, and I, I think a lot of people have that fear of, well, I don't want to be preached at, and they're gonna use the religion and and God to help fix me.
0: That's what that's not what they do, but nobody knows that. And that's what yeah. if, yeah, if that's you that's where have, I was getting to. Have, thanks, uh, yeah. yeah, Dick. <laughs> I mean, you interrupt me all the fucking time, so I know, you're. But that's welcome. to be expected.
1: You're, this is your show. We don't care. We talk, and you listen. Wow. All right, all right go man. ahead. Am yeah. I? Am I right? No, you're the yeah. guest. You're supposed to do all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to you interrupt him, so I could listen to you more. You're supposed to interrupt me. That's the way this works. Trying. <laughs> oh, you you draw a picture for me.
0: <laughs>
1: man, I don't know if I can draw that bad. I was done. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to be
3: preached at. Well, that, that's um, the fear, right? Yeah. And the, the good ones don't, the good chaplains don't do that. No. If you want
1: to go down that road, they go down that road with you. If not, they're just a a good set of ears. Yeah. It's kind of like the, in MASH, their chaplain, that so Father Mulcahy. He, he kind of did that. I mean, he didn't really preach at them. He did a little bit, but he listened more than everything, anything in the mm. show. I think it's more like that.
0: What is it with you and referencing 70s TV shows? I don't know. I've I've been been on a kick. I've been (laughs) on a kick, man.
1: Don't worry. Emergency's coming. (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) Maybe some Hawaii Hawaii Five-0, the original, not the new show. Not the new one.
0: (laughs) I like the new one.
3: I do, too. I've caught several of them, yeah. That's pretty good.
0: So here's another question that I got for you. (laughs) So do you watch cop shows and just go like, that's totally unbelievable? But you'll sit there and watch a firefighter show and be like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, because I know too much how they mess up the cop shows. It's so unbelievable.
3: I know they can't be getting the fire shows right. Yeah. Um, but- speaking of that, we tried to watch. Have you guys either one of you seen Fire Country?
0: No. Uh, no. I
3: um, just refused to. Even my wife was like, this is so unbelievable. Like, we st- we wanted to like it. We wanted a new first responder show to get into. And just we had to quit. Like, it's so far out there.
1: Yeah. I, um, what was that one with um, Stephen Dorff? He was uh, the sheriff.
0: Deputy? Was a Deputy? Hmm. It was only on one season. Yeah, I, like, I then, liked it. Yeah, it was really good. And then some stuff happened and they, they took it off. Just like all the other cop shows they took off oh. that <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Funny. Yeah, weird that happened. Yeah, because yeah. he was kind of like a... The hard charging old school, yeah, kind of guy. He was, yeah. he was a mounted cop. Yeah, it was a great show.
1: I like the I like I liked when they came and said, like, "Hey, you're the new sheriff. Congratulations!" <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's from the charter was made in 1823 or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I got I've never seen that. Yeah. So basically, he was he was the <clears throat> senior most uh, deputy in the mounted patrol, hmm. and the sheriff had a heart attack and died, and the city charter said if something happens to the sheriff before an election or when it's not an election year the most senior most person in the mounted patrol now sheriff is now Now sheriff sheriff. yeah and Uh, and and nobody liked
0: him because he was like old school and kind of like Mm -hmm. the hard charging guy
1: and he put up with the political bullshit and the brass didn't like him and now he was real popular yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's like fuck you guys how about that (laughs) 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 and then they were trying to push him out he's like i got a year and a half or however long it was and he's gonna do things his way and. Actually, it yep. wasn't a bad show.
0: No, it was actually a really good show. Hmm. It was a really good show. So, I'd have a point. Yeah, no. I'd, just a good cop show. Mm-hmm. Do, do you ever have a point?
1: Not really. I just talk to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I like to annoy Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Get him off track. I, lose his train of thought. Yep. That's your job. Yep. I don't know if you noticed. I'm really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> 18 years perfecting it. <laughs> Did you have you been recently promoted
0: or anything? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I, got, I thought. Yeah, I got
1: promoted back in November.
3: Okay,
0: yeah, well, congrats. He, he he waited till he came back to duty to yeah. be promoted.
1: Yeah, mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> <laughs> he played that one just right. Timing was perfect. It yeah. just it just happened that way. <laughs> like I, I didn't want to do the work hardening part of therapy, but I'm glad I did.
0: Hmm. Well, it's valuable, dude. It was. How many people do we know? And I'm sure you know. Several as well that they just want to get back to work, want to get back to work, mm. want to, and they would come back too soon yep. and re injure themselves. And that's that's, and, that's what
1: I was worried about. I was, I mean, Jay yeah. and I talked about it. I talked about it with the doctor and my therapist and all that. And it was the right decision. Yeah. And he was like, just take you about four hours. The first time I did it, it was like three and a half. And then the, by the next week, I was doing it in like two hours. I was like, hey, what we want to do for two more hours. Like, i'm done i did the whole list like no you can go home like all right so i was more ready than i thought i was Mm -hmm. yeah but still building those those muscles up and some of that muscle memory was coming back i mean because you can't do everything but but you can somewhat simulate it enough to be
0: yeah well and i think it (coughs) it helps with that the mental aspect of it the confidence of
3: you gotta have that
0: yeah, yeah can i do this because anytime you get injured, I think that plays a part into it. Does. It does. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're trying to come back, it's like, okay, you got this little doubt of, okay, well, if I step this way, it's, you know, my knee or hip or whatever going to hold up. Or if mm-hmm. I go to pick this thing up, is my shoulder going to be okay or, yeah, you know. and
1: well, There's still there's still some of that doubt even coming back to work, Yeah, you know, because you just mm-hmm. don't know.
3: You haven't been there, done that yet. Yeah. I mean, is, yeah.
1: this, is this one that's going to take me down again? Am I going to tear it again or, or whatever it is? So it's still there. Mm, but, but that's yeah. why you have young people on your crew.
3: So as you get older, you have that thought regardless <laughs> sometimes. You do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This could be bad, yeah. but we got to do it. And
1: yeah. if I jump out of the rig like this, am I going <laughs> to go yeah. down with a back
0: injury? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be real careful how I put my socks on today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, am I going to cough too hard? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a definitely a uh, – I don't think that gets talked about a lot either is the, the physical wear and tear mm-hmm. on your body. I think it's just something that everybody just kind of accepted. Like the other night, ran a call, young kid, paramedic. He's, you know, wanting to do everything because, you know, he's a good hard worker. That's 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 what we want him to do. But he's got our EMS bag on his back. This thing weighs, what, 40 pounds? I don't think it's that heavy. I bet it is. Oh, i bet me. it's There's 30 there. yeah i bet it's 35 <laughs> to 40 pounds but he's got it on his back wearing it as a backpack which i have an issue with anyway but he's trying to do that and use the stair chair to carry this person downstairs.
2: Hmm.
0: i'm like we're not doing that give me that bag you got five other people standing here you ain't got to do everything yeah and you know i had to pull him aside afterwards i'm like dude you blow your back out Trying to be the tough guy. It's not and even then you're done. Mm-hmm. It's not even the injury part. It's it throws off your balance. Yeah,
1: because the weight, you know, like you have the, you have the weight in one area, and then that bag shifts. Yeah, all that weight goes o- over somewhere else, and you might not be having any weight on that leg. And on the stairs, with now you're and you're trying to counter the patient's weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this it's dude, a recipe for disaster. You're asking for it. It's yeah. Not only are you going down, you are going to take that patient in the chair with you, and the person at the head of the chair.
0: Yeah. And so that dude was three. not doing what we told him of, <laughs> hold on to the straps. He was yeah. reaching out and doing like moving around and was like, "No, we're not doing this. I'm not filling out that paperwork today."
1: <laughs> that's when you go knife hand.
0: <laughs> I didn't have to knife hand him. He's a good kid. He, he No, I'm at the patient. Hey. No. <laughs> Just step back and supervise. He wasn't See, that's your was, job as a supervisor. Yeah. That's when you step in. Yeah. He was but the medic was talking to him. He was everybody reiterated to him not to yeah. do that plenty, plenty of times. I didn't that wasn't I didn't need to jump <laughs> in on that. You missed an so, opportunity to yell at somebody.
1: I I'm I, mad at you now.
0: I don't miss those opportunities. But I'm sure I'll get many more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lost my cool the other day on somebody over some dumb shit. It wasn't dumb shit, and it wasn't his fault. He's new, he didn't know any better. And I was more mad at his leadership for not expressing to him the thing that he was doing had ser- serious consequences mm. in the long term. And, but yeah, I could have explained it in a better way, <laughs> other than don't do that dumb shit.
2: <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I did he's it. He's a terrible leader. Dude, mm. it's, he's, you a, a, he's, he's a
1: yeller and a screamer. I if you know that. I'm, it's a, I'm, I'm a work in
0: progress. I'm a work in progress. I don't do everything perfectly the first time. So if, I, if I'm if
1: I'm yelling at you, you fucked up bad.
0: Boom. That's pretty much. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't a huge issue. It was, but also I could have handled it differently. It wasn't a, an emergency. Hmm. So
1: you're always going to second guess yourself.
0: Yeah. Later on down the line, there's yeah. always a better way to
1: handle everything.
0: Yeah. A
3: certain part of it needs to be evaluating yourself like that. I think. Yeah, I um, like well, that's
1: part of the resiliency.
3: Yeah. That doesn't mean you got to beat yourself up constantly and carry it with you, but you can evaluate yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's how we learn and grow. Exactly. You know, but there, like you said, there's a line of, are you going to carry it and beat yourself up about it constantly for the next, however long, mm -hmm. or are you going to go, yep, I could have handled that better. This is what I'll do in the next situation and then do better. That's what we talk about all the time of, you know, everybody's going to make mistakes. Just don't make the same mistake over and over okay. again.
1: You're going to. You're going to make the same mistake more than once. Guarantee it.
0: I mean, maybe you will. I won't.
1: Mm-hmm. One and That's nine. why he's got to yell so many people. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: They yeah. do. He doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> I've watched him work on his Jeep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Different issues. Oh, well, that yeah. doesn't apply to him. Yeah, probably. no. That's yeah, yeah. no. not his fault. <laughs> it's, it's not my fault. I'm a <laughs> shitty mechanic. <laughs> But
3: you should never do the same shitty mechanic <laughs> stuff
0: twice. I don't. It's always something new that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing. Just take it to the mm-hmm. shop like a responsible adult. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: What's the fun in that?
0: Uh,
1: yeah, I you can't know. throw a wrench and be man, be socially acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't have a reason to throw yeah. that wrench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: hmm. Maybe I need a jeep to <laughs> throw stuff. Then. Okay. Yeah.
1: There you go. Okay. Everybody knows when you work on something, whether it's your house or a vehicle, mm, it's acceptable to throw a tool at some point.
3: True.
0: Y- you're not wrong.
1: As long as you don't put a hole in the wall or break a window or damage the floor, you're fine.
3: He didn't say we couldn't hit anybody else. He didn't say that.
0: I didn't say hey, that. If it
1: mm, if yeah. it bounces and it hits somebody, that's not your fault. That's the floor's fault because the way it bounced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look how he justifies violence and hurting other people. <laughs>
3: It's
1: all perspective.
3: Yeah. I like it. It's hey, you your.
0: It, they shouldn't have been standing <laughs> there. Yeah, you should have moved. Yeah. You yeah. knew I was throwing the tool. You saw
1: the arm motion. Yeah. Everybody knows it's going to bounce like that yeah. off the floor. What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. You don't have your reaction skills down. Maybe you should work on that. <laughs> if
2: you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge <laughs> a ball. Right. That's right. <laughs>
0: oh, I was thinking about that.
1: I was too. I was like, uh, mm-hmm. I made
0: too many <laughs> references. That's too new of a reference for you to make yeah, in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Not old enough. I like I the like 70s it. and 80s. Well, the shows were just better. Yeah, I mean, well, from a nostalgia standpoint, they were better.
1: They were. Still poorly made compared to now. Yeah. I think well, they were they made be- were. I think they were made better back then. Ah, uh, personally, They have all the the CGI and special effects. Mm -hmm.
0: Practical effects.
1: I mean, they really set a skyscraper on fire for the Raging Inferno. And put it out with dynamite.
0: Did they? Did they really?
3: Yes. He said it like he knows. I was there. (laughs) I was there. (laughs) Well, you just lost it.
0: (laughs) A little bit of credibility and (laughs) then
1: just (laughs) gone. Well, you guys don't have
0: a DeLorean? <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Again, too new of a reference, man.
1: No, that's that's eighties. Mm-hmm.
0: That's okay. I mean, if you say so. Nineties and before. Nineties and before. Okay, that's what we're keeping our references to. Except for you know,
1: like Grandma's Boys. Okay. Those two thousands, but any Adam Sandler movie, you're fine.
0: Okay. Setting the rules, so. ground rules that should have been set like an hour ago.
1: Hmm. Don't worry, I'll change them for my need here in a minute. I'll say it's <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fluid. Yeah. I have a feeling, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: So we kind of just tailed <coughs> off there. For we a did. Second. We
3: did. i So earlier, I started asking you guys. I asked you how long you've done this. Yeah. Um, the feedback's been mostly good. Um, are you getting the traction you want? Like what's your goal? No. What are your goals and how do you see this progressing?
0: Well, so here's the issue that we're running into right now is because of the things that we talk about on the show and I don't know if it's the, the mental health aspect of it and how we talk about, you know, suicide and PTSD and all of that stuff, or if it's you know, slightly the conservative bent because we are mostly, you know, Mm. we don't preach conservative liberalism, all that, you know, we try to stay not political, Mm -hmm. but run into the issue of being shadow banned on YouTube and Instagram. Like they just, for the longest time, the podcast wasn't even searchable on YouTube. Mm. Like if you didn't type in the whole name of the podcast, you weren't going to find it. So.
3: But if you were already following it,
0: if you're already following it, for the most part, you would get those notifications and all of that stuff. But I've even had people tell me that they were unsubscribed from the podcast hmm. without them unsubscribing themselves or asking me, hey, are you guys still putting out videos? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Every Wednesday, a new one comes out. And, yeah. You know, and then they go look and, oh, I haven't gotten a notification for that. You got like 10 episodes I haven't seen. So there's it goes that. back to that.
1: You're trying to make things better, not divide. Yeah. Yeah. So So, as far as. That's what it is.
0: As far as gaining the the traction, I thought we would be further along with our reach. Mm -hmm. Um, There is some encouraging, you know, stuff. Like I told him we got an email two nights ago from somebody from Kentucky who I have no idea who they are, Mm -hmm. but reached out to us because of watching an episode of the podcast. So, I mean, it's we're getting that more and more of a reach. It's just taking longer than really I anticipated. I thought we'd be much, much further along. And I'm starting to see now, like, especially with doing being a little bit more active on Instagram and like searching things on there, um, finding more and more podcasts that are very similar to ours that have started recently. So that's encouraging as well. I mean, I'm not worried about, like, us, you know, being huge and making all this money and all this stuff because it's just probably not ever going to happen. But the more podcasts that are like this that are getting started, and that's encouraging because it's getting out there in the consciousness Mm -hmm. more. You know, it's being more available, more opportunities and more options for people. So somebody that they may never see our podcast, but they might see one of those other five You know, Mm -hmm. and I don't care. As long as people are getting helped and, you know, the culture is shifting and changing and people are becoming more aware and doing what needs to be done, and we're having people make it through these careers and come out the other side happy and healthy and, Mm -hmm. you know, living long in retirement, that's what I care about.
3: Yeah. So you've had some good guests on from all over the country now. mm -hmm. So that's good.
0: Yeah. And that's just doing a little bit of networking. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I could push it a little bit harder with that kind of stuff, but typically what happens with us is, you know, I'll send an email to somebody that I saw on a different podcast, just a random one that was, you know, a cop or a firefighter that was on, you know, this podcast, or I saw them on Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. and I reach out to them and, or they reach out to us somehow. And so we'll have them on for an episode, and then that leads to, somebody that they know and then you know it kind of chains along yeah so like we got one a guy coming into town in a couple of weeks and it was an arizona firefighter and i saw him on a podcast and i was like oh, i should reach out to that guy well, i saw another a cop that was on that same podcast actually knew him and mm-hmm. i had him on the podcast and he's like oh yeah that you know we were in the same support group and i'm like oh. perfect he goes here's his contact info and i'm like sweet so i email him and you know yeah. we go through that process and it took 8 months or whatever but mm-hmm. he's actually going to be coming to town and in the studio so awesome. it'll be great
3: just out of curiosity because i don't know how this stuff works so i know one time he posted about being shadow banned mm-hmm. and they notified you or no? Do they, every time they, no. so shadow banning, they don't notify they anybody don't notify that's happening. At all. Right? And one yeah. time you got notified for something, right? I mean, you took, something got took down.
1: Uh, That'll be violated community guidelines something. on YouTube,
3: something. I think. I don't remember. Uh, but so the shadow banning, they don't know about, that answers my questions. Like yeah. they'll just shadow, and you don't, you're not yeah. searchable or showing up in yep. feeds and yeah. you don't even know We it. made somebody
1: yeah. angry and they complained. Yeah. And yeah like, okay. And they don't do any of invest- I mean, how many times do you see videos about that?
3: So then is it just they shadow ban you for X number of days or does, how's that?
0: From my understanding is you just kind of get quietly removed from the algorithm (laughs) and however long that is until, and typically the way that you get around the whole shadow banning is if you get, if you have a large enough following and people are searching your stuff, Mm -hmm. then you'll just automatically get put back in that algorithm. Yeah. So it's not something that, you know, I can complain to YouTube or Instagram or whoever. Hey, you you know, we're not in the algorithm anymore or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: They'll just be like, oh, eh, whatever. Yeah, they'll say the algorithm does what the
1: algorithm does. Yeah. They don't have control of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Gotcha. They're full of shit.
0: Yeah. That's right. So, I said
1: it. You're full of shit.
0: <laughs> and now we're shadow banned again. Yep. Starting from zero again. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Jeremy. Yep. That's what, what I, that's what I do. Make make his life hard. Yeah, <laughs> but don't no, fire but, me. I've yeah. tried. I, you know,
1: I'm unfireable from uh, this podcast. Nice, it's untouchable. Untouchable. Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody yeah, knows I'm employees my, like that. I yeah. can't give it up.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm like Kevin Costner. He's Sean Connery.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yep. So anyway, yeah, but that's the unfortunate part of social media in general, Mm -hmm. of trying to expand your reach and, you know, all of that stuff. There's, they really do have a lot of control over that. And, you know, it's one of those things where if it's a private company, they can totally 100% do that. Mm-hmm. and everybody gets all up in arms about this whole freedom of speech and all that stuff. It doesn't apply to private companies. That applies to the government. Yeah. So, so I, I think, do I think it's wrong?
1: I think the argument with social media is how they're taxed. Right. And that's where the, their argument comes in where they couldn't, they're not supposed to do. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on it or clear on how it works. I just know it's a tax thing. Like if you're taxed one way, you can't hmm. delete and ban people. If you're going to do that that's fine, but you're going to, go to this higher tax rate.
2: Uh, huh.
0: yeah.
1: It's something to do with that and it was like I saw something I was, I read it and I was like, "Huh?" And I didn't go back and read it again. Mm-hmm. Now, shame on me for that, but it was that's that was the gist of it.
0: Yeah. Huh. So, but it does like I've seen a lot of a lot of the people that I follow um and they're mostly veterans, but they're starting their own like, not necessarily websites, but like email lists and all of this stuff because they're getting suppressed constantly, mm-hmm. you know, and getting kicked off platforms. And it's not because they're saying anything that's like super controversial, it's just they're they lean more conservative.
3: So it's the politics that gets them in trouble. Yeah. Then.
0: Yeah. It's and it's not even really that. It's the like we've talked about it, you know, where we'll have like an event here in town or anywhere in the nation that, you know, we need to talk about,
2: Mm.
0: you know, like a cop gets shot or a cop shoots somebody or a firefighter gets in trouble for this or whatever. And we're, we have to address it. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to talk about it and it's like, let's wait until all the facts come out before we, you know, we're not going to go off half cocked and talk about it. Well, that's not acceptable. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't say, let's wait and see, let's, you know, let's get all the facts and not, you're not guilty until you're presumed innocent, you know, whatever, or Mm -hmm. found innocent. That's, they want everybody else on that other bandwagon of pitchforks and fucking torches. Yeah. So, that's why we don't talk about a whole lot of current events (laughs) on the podcast, to be honest. Yeah.
3: And that's not really your thing. No, so. it's not. Yeah.
0: But sometimes certain things it's happen. It's going to come up. It, yeah. You have to address. Because it
3: does affect mental health sometimes when yeah. stuff goes on. There's no it, way around it. It
0: absolutely does. And it's it's one of those things where, you know, as representatives, basically, of the fire service and first responders in general, some things you just have to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, had to, we did a, a podcast about the whole Memphis thing. Mm -hmm. And how fucked up that was. It's like, look, we don't know all of the details yet. And then whenever we find out all the details, we'll talk about it. And we did, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's one of those things where everybody's wrong and you have to like that cone of silence that seems to permeate and, oh, well, we're not going to talk bad about them because they're first responders, you know, or whatever. No, you got to call people out. On that kind of stuff, and not necessarily even call them out, but go, hey, look, this does not represent the job. This is not yeah. what we're about. This is not what we signed up to do.
3: I think that's the key there. That does not represent the rest of
0: us. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in my personal opinion, if you have more people coming out and doing that and saying, "Oh, oh wait a minute, this is that is not us. Mm-hmm. That's not the things we believe in. This is what we believe in." then it's just going to make it better.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, the problem that we have, obviously, is we have a very small (coughs) viewership. And most of the people that are going to watch this are going to be first responders anyway. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I mean, what, are they going to disagree with us? (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, we totally believe in that. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. Come on. (laughs) Yep. 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 Are you going to start a podcast?
3: I don't Whoa. think that's my thing. The lights just flicker? Yeah, they did. did yeah, I struck they did. out. Okay. No. They did. <laughs> oh, damn. We missed our opportunity <laughs> there. You Shit. fucked up. Uh, See, I, you got to be quick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, the air conditioner or heat, something just kicked on, probably.
1: I've noticed it gotten a little hotter in here throughout mm-hmm. the day.
0: Yeah. Well, I got the space heater going because I could probably turn it off. Yeah.
1: I got a shower tonight, anyway.
0: Doesn't help the smell right now. What did he say? I didn't hear that. Yeah, I
3: don't know. Yeah. He,
1: you know, you know what it was. He said something unfunny and stupid. Oh, uh, you need a button. You can just I mute do. him, and he wouldn't know. They did that to me one day. I was <laughs> talking shit, and Rand was back there, and he said, "Mute, mute the mic." It was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, it was because he <laughs> went on for he a he whole other like minute. Yeah.
1: No, it was like a sentence. I was like, oh. yeah. yeah. And it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to give it yeah. to him.
0: Yeah. If you don't hear yourself through the headphones, then can't hear you. Nobody else hears you. Yeah, nobody else hears you. just got to talk louder. Hmm? Yeah. Just get the other mics to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It'll it'll be quiet, and they still pick it up. Yeah. (laughs) So what I've found, because I listen to our podcast on Spotify. And that's what I use for most of mine. Yeah. Quite frequently, I'll listen to it. And it does really like the volume Mm -hmm. up and down a lot, which... And some, some people just are quiet talkers, and some people tail off at the end of their sentences. And You're not going to let know. that die, are you? No, because you're who I'm talking about. I you know. know that. I'm quite
1: well aware. Yeah. I just don't care.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Establish that. Yeah. Well, we are, yeah. And he's not going to fire you, so exactly. you're
0: fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm unfireable. Yeah, yeah. unfireable. So, um, it's unquittable, too,
1: though. It's a double-edged sword. Mm, yeah. I can't quit, but I can't get fired. Yeah, you're just, stuck.
0: Oh, I'm just yeah. stuck. Yeah, he should probably talk to a therapist about that. Mm. <laughs> Mike, do you have any openings? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> I don't think he yeah. wants me to be
1: a patient. It's like this guy's fucked up.
3: <laughs> well, how much cash you got?
1: I think you know the answer. To that, yeah, anyway. Okay. <laughs> I do have
0: insurance, though. I don't oh, think f- I can
3: finagle to get money from insurance companies yet. Oh, so, no, yet. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'll be a that'll be an interesting proposition once you do start working with insurances. That can't you, be you a should, fun conversation. You should at probably all. talk to my wife about that. I hear it's
3: um, easy and fun uh-huh. process to go it, through. It's, it's super so you, easy. So you keep prices low, and they lowball you.
0: No, they have set rates.
3: Do they? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think there's any nope. negotiation on that.
0: Yeah. So you can negotiate. Um, Usually it's not a very big wiggle room, Hmm. but then what they actually reimburse for is ridiculous. Yeah, it's Hmm. like it's really. I think then we can get on this. I can get on my fucking soapbox about that. I think we should have
1: Rachel on talk about that. Yeah, uh, because I let's be honest, it plays right into the mental health because that's stressful when you're running a business and trying to help people. (coughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. If you have your
3: own practice, yeah,
0: yeah. Because it's ridiculous. It's like fifty-five bucks. Some of them. 60 and bucks.
3: Are most insurance companies wanting you to go to telehealth too?
0: Um, some of them do, some of them don't. Like, it's not, I don't really, care. It doesn't really to matter. To me, that's
3: just not going to work with this.
0: It doesn't work the, with this the population. clients and
3: first responder world. Yeah. It's not going to be yeah. effective. Which,
0: and surprisingly, you know, some people want to do that, some people don't. You know, but just because they
3: want to doesn't mean it should be for them. Yeah. Or it will be for them. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And you can't do all of the treatment modalities through telehealth. Mm-hmm. So. But, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, and I think insurance companies do that shit on purpose because they advertise that they are going to give you this benefit, but then they make it so hard on therapists to actually make a living wage Yeah, that most therapists are like, fuck this. I'm not going to do insurance anymore. I'm just going to take cash pay. Out of pocket only. Yeah. And then, so the insurance companies are collecting this money. From all the people that have their insurance, and they're not providing the service.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know how that is fucking legal. Legal, yeah. It's called a scam. Yeah.
1: And it's legalized because they have lobbyists, or as I like to call them, bribers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just got shadow banned again.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. Dude, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's legal bribery.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So... Wish I could write up my own laws. Yeah, I heard one the other day that I thought was fucking hilarious. Apparently somebody posted on Facebook, and I'm not on Facebook, so I hear the second hand about how you don't have to pay income tax. It's not a law.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I've
0: heard that a lot. Yeah. There's no
1: law in the book that you got to pay income tax.
0: Which is false. You do have to pay income tax. It was started- I
1: think that's theft, personally, but, you know.
0: Well, it is. You get taxed on everything multiple times. Yeah, we we fought a war over that. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, there was no income tax in this com- or in this country until after World War II, and it was supposed to be for two years. There was
1: a whole lot of taxes. That's a long One two year. years.
0: Yeah. A whole lot
1: of taxes have come out since World War II. Yeah. Mm. Everything was taxed. Yeah.
0: yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. And then you have to pay property tax on something that you already paid sales tax on. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh let's
1: not let's not talk about that.
0: Why not? We're already open mouth insert foot. Might as well Mm. stick the other foot Mm -hmm. in there. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm just trying to get him on his soapbox just a little bit. He's resistant. Mm. He's, he's not going to do it. Mm. I got him the other day. You'll find this hilarious. So is it the one we deleted? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so we, and we had to delete it. But so Yeah, it didn't record for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh. So the good we had the a, good 30 minutes too. I yeah.
3: think I listened to that episode. Like you were pretty fired up even once oh, the recording no 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 that was a different that, oh, that was a different one. One. oh okay yeah, this one was yeah.
0: last week we got together oh. and we were going to do one because we needed to do a couple episodes to get us through until we start having guests again mm-hmm. so we come down here and i had had a bunch of old episodes on there on the computer that i'd been leaving on there because i got a new editing program that i was going to start working with and i wanted to use some of the old stuff to just play with it right mhm well In that time, I'd also went on an off-road trip, had a whole bunch of Jeep videos that I was putting together for some friends of mine. So, I had a bunch of video on the laptop.
3: Oh, no. Yes. I know where this is going. Yeah.
0: So, we're sitting here talking, and we were good, like, what, 45 minutes in, 50 minutes, like, close to an hour in. And I just happened to turn my head and look, and it's not recording anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we look at it, and it had only recorded like 30 minutes and then run out of space. So uh, ran out of space on the damn computer. So if we would have had a guest on, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. It would have been like shooting an episode and not having any audio. We'd have done that before. Done that
1: before, yeah. He's done that before. He's yeah. in control of that stuff. Yes. Mm. It's weird.
3: He looked at you when he said that, I know.
1: Though. I haven't touched the computer at all. I don't even it's know how to. It's a good place do. to stay.
3: Nope.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Press play. We talking about what's play?
0: Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we're supposed to have that that one started
1: up. I was fired
0: up. He was fired. I don't know what it was about. Uh, I couldn't remember what I was
1: mad about.
0: Oh, we were talking about DEI. Yeah. Yeah.
3: What's that stand for?
0: Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh. So mm -hmm. yeah, we kind of went down a rabbit hole with that for about thirty minutes. And then, shit, nothing. Nothing.
1: Because it was the class we took on it. irritated me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did a, a class recently. It was a three-day symposium, company officer leadership, put on by the IAFC, International Association of Fire Chiefs. hmm And had a couple good classes. David was one of them. Had this captain from uh, Norfolk that was really good.
1: I think we need to reach out to him.
0: Yeah. It's so. a
1: Zoom deal, but
0: Yeah. Um he had a good a lot of good leadership stuff to talk about. Some of the other speakers not so good. Mm, that's every conference or symposium we go to. Yeah. yeah. And then they we spent a whole <clears throat> morning talking about diversity and equity and inc- inclusion. And it's one of those things where it's like you're talking about stuff that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of this is a life safety job Mm -hmm. and for me and i got no problem saying it i don't give a fuck if you're a man a woman gay straight black white transgender i don't care for me it boils down to can and will can you do the job and will you do the job Mm -hmm. that's all i care about and adding all that other stuff in Like making sure that you hire a certain amount of this or a certain amount of that. And like, I think you're setting yourself up, especially in something that's life safety. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. So, and I think it's kind of ridiculous that you would do it in a career field like this and not have it reach out into, like the example I use is, okay, you want to do that here? Fine. Let's, I want to see it on the chiefs too. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we need a left tackle that's in a wheelchair. You know, we need, I mean, that for real, if it's good enough for us, it's good enough for them Hmm. and they're not, it's not, oh, so you're telling me it's more important important (laughs) to have the right person for the job in that regardless of, you know, their color or whatever, Mm -hmm. but for the fire department, the police department. I want
1: to play in the NBA.
0: Yeah, be a power forward. I think you would be probably the worst one in the league. But if you identify as a power forward, then go St- for still it. Still power forward. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> I
1: think I get cut in the first five minutes. Like, you want me to run? What? Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not yeah. running.
0: I'm gonna stand right here in the post. Well, then they're discriminating against you for your lack of running ability. That's right. Yeah. So I mean for
1: me it's pretty simple. It comes down to respect too. Can yeah. will and respect. Mm. You treat me with respect, I will treat you with respect.
0: Yeah. And I'm yeah.
1: gonna and I'm gonna default to treating you with respect until you've chosen not to. And then I won't.
0: Yeah. It's mm-hmm. pretty simple.
1: Treat others like you want to be treated.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I agree. That's the golden rule.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing about that class was about she, the speaker was a what, deputy chief or yeah. something. Yeah, for she's deputy in Canada. Yeah. And she shared a story about how somebody had blue hair and they changed the policy so they could have blue hair. And then somebody else had sideburns that were cut wrong. So, the, and instead of
1: the policy was if yeah. you had you could have sideburns, but they had to be parallel with the ground. It was an old policy, but that was the policy. Mm hmm a chief officer had a firefighter who was not following the grooming standard. So he was having issues with it. He called her to help deal with it. She got down there and instead of addressing the firefighter, took the chief into his office and chewed him out for messing with that firefighter. So cut his legs out from under him
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: they changed the policy. So I'm okay with changing the policy hundred percent behind that. Yeah. Cause that is a dumb policy. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. But that's the policy that's in effect right now. So that's the policy we enforce. And three days, if it's changed, great.
2: Then do what you want.
3: Then grow back.
1: I'm cool with it. But the point in time, you need to enforce the policies that are. Because now all you've shown everybody is, hey, if I don't like this policy, I have to follow it and we'll get it changed. But until then, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. So you're lowering your standard. And I agree. There's there's always going to be policies people don't agree with and they don't like or need to be updated or changed with the times. And, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah.
3: And the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that, um, I'm sure that department was in such perfect working order that's what they should be worried about.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's no other problems to fix. I, yeah.
3: That's, yeah.
0: Well, and, and see, I think, go ahead.
3: I was going to say, it's just it's easier to, to address and quote unquote fix the problems that are small like that because it doesn't take any effort. Yeah.
1: No, I do agree. Uh, yeah. Fixing a small problem can go a long way with morale but you still got to fix the big stuff. Yeah. I mean, look it's little baby steps cuz you're not going to change something big overnight. So you start changing small things and you and you work your way up but you still need to fix these big ones so you still got to work on them.
3: That sounds like there's probably more to that story too that they didn't share. Probably. <laughs> there's some more to it.
1: I'm I'm sure there it was the But yeah. Make a point. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. The,
0: it just was poorly made.
2: Yeah,
1: a lot of people got mad.
0: Yeah, that so the led, wrong
2: crowd. At yeah,
0: that. <clears throat> it led to what probably twenty minute sidetrack. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Of like, uh, basically, somebody called her out on it. Of you know, hey, you cut that chief's legs out from under him. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I didn't. No, yeah, you did.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to see that any other way. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, that was the story we got. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I, I did. I didn't change it any. Yeah. yeah,
3: no, I'm, I so, believe that's what you were told. Because yeah. we, we
1: were sitting there. And <laughs> I mean, that, and that stuff shocked happens. look on our face. You're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah.
0: So, so I mean, yeah, I don't know. Shaving's
1: not a hat. I'm gonna hang my my hat on, or mm. be the hill to die on. I mean, do I think we should be clean shaven? Yes, but is that the policy? No. Mm, yep. And that's you know, tons of departments. Yeah, I mean, police departments, mm-hmm. fire, EMS. Across the board now, yeah. It yeah. Like. There
0: are there are still departments though that follow that grooming policy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a. It's been ten years ago, maybe or so. I read an article about a firefighter in Pittsburgh who wanted to have a beard because he was Muslim, and they said, "No, that's not the grooming standard. You can go work in this section, but you can't be in suppression." Hmm. And he filed a lawsuit, and he lost. They fired him. Well, where in- and, and ten years later. Yeah. Now it's everybody can have a beard.
3: What's the length you can have a beard and get a seal on your guys' mask and stuff?
0: So they say an eighth of an inch inch is what our grooming policy is right now. Yeah. So, but I,
1: because they're positive pressure, you can go longer Mm -hmm. and still get a seal. It's not like, you know, like the old ones where you had to have, you had to create your seal. Mm -hmm. Then you had to be clean shaven or very, you could have stubble, but that was kind of iffy sometimes. The technology has come a long way to change things. Yeah. I know I've had a longer beard than this and I've had a seal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just haven't shaved for a couple of days.
0: Well and I know my old face piece I never had a seal. I ate smoke at every fucking fire just because of how my face was shaped and the mask they gave me.
2: Mm hmm.
0: And it just if i turned turn my head, yeah. my seal broke. So and mm-hmm. I was always I mean, fucking baby face. I still can't grow a beard. I'm trying. It's okay. <laughs> I'm working on it. Get Shut on social up. media and buy all that <laughs> stuff they say is going to yeah. make you grow a beard immediately. I'm sure it's going to work. <clears throat> oh No, no thanks. I'm just going to do it naturally.
1: <laughs> it you're you're going to be 90 years old and still not have a beard.
0: You know what? And, it's and funny, I'm going to look like a ZZ Top. It's funny because my dad could grow a beard in like six hours. Like he was just, Yeah could look like a mountain man mm-hmm. and he didn't shave whenever he was home from work. So in like the first three days full on <laughs> didn't and pass that on. Huh? Yeah. Did not, did not. <laughs> but my grandpa can't grow a fucking beard. Hmm. Couldn't grow a beard. So I don't know where my dad got it from, but one from him.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I grow a nice beard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yes. We're <laughs> all aware that you can grow a nice beard.
1: Retirement, throwing my razor away.
0: Mm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm for sure. I've already thrown mine away. I I know, but you're like two
1: years in of not shaving.
4: Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Two years? Good work.
3: (laughs) Fuck you guys. I thought you were going to tell me I just shaved on Monday. (laughs) No, I haven't. Whenever
0: they came down with a whole new grooming policy of you could have you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I stopped. I use clippers and I'll yeah. get it down close, but yeah, I don't shave anymore. Like, shave, shave. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I do most of the time. There's days I'm lazy and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't feel like it. Yeah. But for the most part, I still shave. That's a me thing. Yeah. Doesn't say like I have to have a beard.
3: Yeah. It says you can.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, when I came back from surgery, I had a full-on beard. <laughs> yes. i bet. You were off. For, yeah. Yeah. Months. And I, and some gut said. I was like, yeah, I'm at them the policy.
0: Yeah, it was. It I was, was in a
1: non-suppression spot, too. Oh. I took a 40-hour spot. So I, mm-hmm. so even though I was off, I was just out of the field. I still Yeah, worked. you got to work. I, st- I did office stuff and a bunch of other things. hmm So I, st- I stayed busy, which I think I think that w- that helped me out a lot more. Because when you sit at the station, and you're hurt, and you see everything everybody else is doing you rush I, back quicker yeah I, and i think it fucks you up mentally too
2: mm-hmm.
0: well yeah it's that because you're missing out and you're not being yeah. productive you're not being mm-hmm. you know you're not doing the thing that you've trained to do yeah you don't have a mission you don't have a goal so it's
1: taking that 40 hour spot it kept me busy kept me working mm-hmm. It kept me in the community yeah and it allowed me to actually heal yeah, I got to. I got to, I got to go home every night, sleep in my own bed. Mm. No bells were going off constantly all day. Yeah, so I actually got good sleep. Yeah, and Absolutely. that's so
3: important to recovery. Yeah. Well, and yeah, you got everything. to learn.
0: <clears throat> you got to learn a part of the job that most of us don't get to learn, yeah. and see a lot of stuff that most of us don't get to see. Yeah,
1: learned a, learned a lot. Really opened my eyes. Yeah. Well,
3: that's good. You took advantage of the time then.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it definitely changed my outlook. Like even on things I don't agree with, mm. but I can under, I understand why.
3: Yeah, you saw a little more of the whole big pic- yeah. picture.
1: Yeah, so instead of you know, because I always say like when you're when you're when you're a rookie or a sub or whatever cadet however you want to put it, you get you're looking through a peephole. Oh yeah, you know, and then then you get the like the front doors that have the little glass panes. Now you get one of those, and then you get a window, and then you get a picture window, and then the whole side mm-hmm. of the house is removed, and now you're outside the house, and you're seeing the whole thing as you go through your career. Yeah, and I think it's your how, what you're exposed to and all of that, like even doing this and going through some of the stuff that Jeremy's gone through and being there with him really made me open my eyes to a whole different, mm-hmm. another side of this job before that, like, I know we didn't talk about it, we knew it was there, but then actually seeing it. Yeah. Definitely makes change your outlook and your opinions change a little bit as you grow, of course, but.
0: Yep. It's all about growth, man.
3: Not just the beard. I do like yep. the beard.
0: Really, mm-hmm. bringing it back to the beard. I'm saying it's not just about the beard. Yeah. <laughs> I was setting you up for some mental health and <laughs> growth stuff, and you just totally dropped the fucking ball, Mike. <laughs> I mean, Terrible. Is he always this judgy? Always. Okay.
3: okay. Yeah, yeah, Make sure you're not special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. well, I'm special in a good way, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But as anyway,
1: as long as you continue, as long as you keep growing, mm-hmm. I, think I think you're on the right path. You're always going to learn. You're always going to grow. Just try and get better. And that, that includes mental health and you got to make it a priority.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that that's the part of the culture that has to change. Like we were talking about is it has to be seen as a priority and yeah. the importance of it has to be, you know, I know we use the term hammered home or beat over the head with it. I mean, and to a certain degree, I think people need to be, but also there's that line, mm-hmm. you know, of got to make people realize that it's just as important, if not more so important aspect of the job than any other thing that you're going to do. Yeah. yeah, Great. You can roll hose and, you know, advance a hand line or, you know, every extrication technique or whatever. You still got to know this stuff too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like. You know, we talk about knowledge gap, you know, of the things you, you just don't know that you don't know Mm -hmm. because you haven't been exposed to it. And I think this is one of those things where you can't afford to not be exposed to it, especially, you know, seeing this, viewing it as a career and doing it for 15, 20, 30 years, it's going to hit you over the head. Mm Mm-hmm. And it does everybody.
3: Yeah, we understand and preach the need to keep physically healthy and start physically healthy and keep up on that to do the job for that many years. We got to get there with mental health as well. And yeah. if you start from the beginning, and it's just part of it, then it's not a big thing anymore. It's yeah. just part of what you do. Yeah, yeah. Increase yeah.
1: creates that habit early mm-hmm. in our career. It's like that video we saw about being lifestyle a, leader. It is a lifestyle change. It's lifestyle change. Like the, so, the one of the videos they showed during that symposium was how basically a leader works and it was very simplified. It was at a, like a alternative heavy metal concert. And this kid was dancing by himself and looked horrible. It was horrible (laughs) dancing, but he was having fun and he was dancing and it was good. But two minutes by himself and then somebody else came up and started dancing with him. And then somebody else and somebody, and all of a sudden here comes a crowd of people Mm -hmm. jumping in. Same thing here. It just takes one and then 2 and then 3 and then yeah. 10 20 and then the, the reaches out.
0: Yeah. Well and we've used an analogy similar to that of you know if you can change the culture at your station you know or on your shift mm-hmm. then whenever those people naturally people are going to move around and go to different stations or different shifts or whatever. Yeah. And if they can take that with them and then be the catalyst for change there then it starts to migrate throughout the whole department.
1: Mm-hmm. Every long journey begins with one step.
0: Now we're on to <laughs> cliches. Yeah. Well,
1: I bounce around a lot.
0: It's true though. <laughs> it is. I'm like an cheesy, but the true. Yeah. yeah.
1: I just bounce around.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's
1: <clears throat> it's applicable.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and most of those old sayings like that are old sayings for a reason, because yeah. they are true.
1: Yeah. Yep. Just yeah. make sure you're on the right path. Yeah. It's usually less traveled. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a roll. Let's keep
3: him going. Yeah, yeah. 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 How about horses to water and
0: <laughs> drinking? <laughs>
1: what about them? They're their own beast. <laughs>
0: Or are you planning on doing any like horse work and stuff? Because I know you were in that world before. It's
3: definitely something that I would still take the opportunity to have my hand in for sure. Yeah. I think they're such unique animals, um, and that's just another tool, right? Yeah. Uh, when you're talking about treatment modalities and and what you may work for somebody, um, that may be it for some people. Yeah. You know, and it's not for some people, but I think it's definitely a good option to have. Yeah. Definitely. Def. Yeah. Still have. Um, a desire to get a little more into that. But like I yeah. said, that's where got to get the education, get my knowledge and get, start getting experience. And then we can see where it goes from there. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's, I think something that you're going to bring to the table is that you have seen that type of stuff mm-hmm. and then you realize that one treatment mortality isn't going to work for everybody. Yeah. It's, I the, mean, put the tools in your tool belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's an individual, and what may work for him <clears throat> or me or you might not work for other people. So, yep. I think the important thing and something that we preach a lot is the importance of not giving up and of trying different things. Yeah, and not being afraid of saying, "Okay, this is not working. Let me find something else." Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. sometimes you're gonna uh, get knocked uh, down, but you gotta get back up again.
0: Come on I know where you're going with it Come on Nobody's going to hit as hard as life (laughs) Sorry When you were a baby I would hold you in this hand And say nobody is as good as this kid (laughs) He could be anything he wants to be (laughs) Uh
1: I didn't I I didn't know which way I wanted to go Because I had two options I had Rocky Balboa Or I had Chumbawamba (laughs)
0: Always go with the Rocky Balboa. <laughs>
1: I know, but we've used it many times. So I was like, let's go. Let's go
0: this way. I was like, no, I want to go this way. I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's always, always. That is the got to be the best speech I think that's ever been done in a movie. As far as oh, taking yeah. ownership of something mm-hmm. and like, you know, moving forward. Because that it's very applicable whenever you talk about mental health for first responders. Yeah. Is... Yeah, it, you're gonna take some hits. Mm-hmm. The important part is you get up and you keep hitting, and you keep pushing forward and moving forward. You know.
1: That's how winning's done.
0: Exactly.
1: I still love watching that speech. That's one of, the, one, oh, of the, yeah. one of the three I watch mm-hmm. a lot. I get
0: fired up listening mm-hmm. to that speech.
1: It's, it's that one. It's the Jimmy V speech, and then uh, Admiral at University of Texas.
0: Oh, Billy McCraven mm-hmm. Make your bed. Yep, mm-hmm. I still don't make my
1: bed, but mm-hmm. make, make the bed.
0: Well, and that speech has a lot to do with setting standards for yourself mm-hmm. and why the little things are important. Mm. And it's that crawl, walk, run. Yeah, I mean same
1: and, same thing here. It's taking that first step and doing something small.
3: It's developing that discipline, and then yeah. you, you do that by starting small. Yeah,
1: get that ball, that snowball rolling, and next thing you know, you've got an avalanche.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And then you're modeling on firefighter calendars.
3: Got to have goals. Maybe the chubby one. That's not the goal (laughs) I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) See how we get him up here and then immediately it's just like, uh, no, that's too high of a standard. There's uh, lots of women that like the dad
1: bod. That is not a thing. It is a thing. It's not a fucking thing. Just because you don't have one and you look like a 12-year-old boy doesn't mean nothing. (laughs) I've seen 13-year-olds with better beards.
3: I'm kind of disappointed in you. That's the best you got, the beard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we beat that I, one. You've not even there. too long to go <laughs> to that. You got something else.
0: Low hanging fruit. Yeah. <laughs> that's all <laughs> that is. I'm going to stick with the low hanging fruit right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's all, that's all he can reach. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because of <laughs> the dad body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually worked throughout my career, so my shoulders are fucked up. <sighs> but you got them fixed now? Now's my hips. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God.
0: You've had a shoulder surgery too. I've had one. and mm.
1: It needs to be worked on again.
0: Oh. That's all right. That's a constant vertical challenge joke. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's overplayed.
0: It's never going to be overplayed. It never overplayed. gets old, though. No. 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 No.
1: At least I don't have, like, like I told you the other day, I don't have to duck at fires. I don't have to crawl underneath anything. <laughs> I can still see. <laughs> I don't have to get on my knees. I'm good. You also can't reach the top shelf. There's nothing good on the top shelf anyway. (laughs) That's where they put all the crap.
3: (laughs) Not always. (laughs) That's on which top shelf you're talking about.
1: Nope, that's all crap. Mm.
0: Yeah, you're looking at a bush light guy right there. Mm. I'm a Bud Light guy.
1: Let's be honest. Are you
0: still a Bud Light
1: guy? It's just beer. Yeah, I don't really care. (laughs) I really don't. Push what you want. I don't give a fuck. Yep, doesn't affect my doesn't affect my day to day life. No, but that's getting a lot of traction. Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah, they
3: lost five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. A lot of people being made a lot of money to make up for that. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yep. Um.
1: Said not worried. Yeah. And all, every, all the peer producers do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, everybody does. Yeah.
1: Can't get away from it.
0: Yeah.
1: It just didn't get as much traction for some reason. Yeah, I don't care what you can. Is the beer good? That's what I care about. Do I that's like the beer that's in there? Well, okay, hold on. <laughs> Bud Light is not good beer. That's your opinion. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Controversy aside, <laughs> yeah, before, <He's> d- <laughs> still your opinion. <laughs> it's true. If it's if it does it for you, knock yourself I mean, out.
0: I'd figure a, a St. Louis fan would be all about Bud Light since that's where it's made. No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: I've tried so many different kinds. Like I know, when mm-hmm. back in the day, Jeremy drank all those weird beers. Yeah, microbrews and all that. I just I never liked them.
2: I, I like always like kind what you of a,
1: like. I mean,
3: how am I feeling today? What kind of beer do I want? You know, it's kind of like music. I'll listen to anything. Yeah, I was never only. I only drank Bush Light. I only drank Bud Light It's never my style. Now if we I went want to a, try things, if
1: we went to a bar and he bought me a beer, I drank it. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever,
3: cold and free. I, yeah,
1: I I don't say a word. But if I'm buying, that's what I'm drinking. And I'll get you whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. Although he drank, like, the $12 beers.
0: I like what I like. hmm So, yep. Yeah. The good thing is a lot of the non-alcoholic beers mm-hmm. are more like craft beers now.
3: Ugh. I haven't um, tried any of them, like craft, you know, non-alcoholic yeah. beers.
0: Some of them are pretty spot on. Yeah. Some of them are... Not like I can't tell the difference between Heineken Zero and Heineken, yeah. They both just taste like crap, yeah. but I mean, one, had Heineken's alcohol.
3: one I had did try, and it, yeah, it was, yeah, it, it,
0: it but I've like I had
1: Heineken taste good one time, so it was 100 degrees, and I just got done doing mowing and landscaping at a side job, and the guy gave us my Heineken. I'm like, fuck it.
0: Well, anything tastes good, <laughs> it was delicious, yeah. yeah. Other than that, they've been crap. A warm hams would have toast- tasted good. At that <laughs> <point>. <laughs> Um, but no, the surprisingly Odul's amber hmm. tastes just like Dosaki Amber. Really? Yeah, I would drink that. So if you hmm. like that, then yeah, I do like Doseckies. But a lot of the um the ones that I've kind of found are more IPA based, mm-hmm. and some of them are pretty good. Um, I think if you throw enough hops in it, then it's <laughs> gonna it's overpower. Gonna get... yeah. yeah, but yeah, some of them are not great. We got some the other day and it was like, this tastes like club soda almost Uh. with like some hop flavoring in it. It Mm. was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So they're not all winners. No. Let's just say that. (laughs) But I, even that stuff anymore, I barely drink. Mm -hmm. Like I've had, so Guinness makes a non-alcoholic and it tastes pretty much like Guinness. Yeah. But I've had those in the fridge. I've still got two of them in there. And I bought those before Halloween. Yeah. So it's like.
1: Yeah, I'm not a Guinness guy either.
0: I I mean, I loved Guinness, but. I can I'm, drink, I'm I can drink at one, that,
1: and then I was pretty much done with it. I'm yeah. at that
0: point now where I'm going to drink water mm-hmm. most of the time. I'll drink a Gatorade or something like that if I want some flavor. Yeah. But
1: it's, I, I hardly drink anymore. It's very rare.
3: Did you drink while you were recovering? Did you have a drink, drinks at all during that? Because it's, Mm-mm. yeah, I think the older you get, you start throwing in stuff like that. It just slows down recovery. I think it does. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. Because it messes just, with your sleep too. There's so much yeah. science behind that now.
0: Yeah, and it affects. Um, it does stunt the healing process because mm-hmm. it affects inflammation and mm-hmm. things like that.
3: And some people would have more effect than others, just because the yep. way their bodies are.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the entire time I was off, I don't think I drank at all. Nice. It's just, like, whatever.
3: I think eventually most people get to an age where, like, I don't don't need that anymore all the time. Yeah.
1: And then when they want to, they go do it. Yeah. Now, I, now over the summer, I know we'll go to the pool at my parents' house, and mm-hmm. I'll probably have a couple, but not many. Yeah. Especially since my brother has, they just had a baby. Hmm. So, it's, I'd rather be sober for that.
2: Yeah.
0: You're going to be on lifeguard duty. No.
1: No. Not my kid. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm still going to have both eyes on it. <laughs> yeah. you will going to be just like I am with
0: my nephew. Yeah. And anytime he's here. I mean,
1: like... he's, he's, only, he's not even four months old yet. So mm. we're good. Yeah. He's not going to be walking this summer. Yeah. It'll be next summer is going to be the problem. Yeah. But I think we're all going to, you know, we're all older now. So we'll watch him like a hawk.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Helicopter.
1: I told him mm-hmm. I can't wait. to Tell him all the bad stories about his dad and his mom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the good uncle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The fun uncle. Be, yep. out, uncle Chris. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I got home from that jeep trip and my jeep was
0: just covered in mud, and my wife had to pick up my nephew from daycare and brought him to the house until his parents could come get him, and they pulled up and he's like. Why is it all covered in mud? And he's like, well, because Uncle Jeremy went off-roading and camping and whatever. And, um, you know, and he's like, oh, and I'll go too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes you will. <laughs> You're <Yep. laughs> in about four years or so. I want to give him till he's pushing like eight or nine. And mm-hmm. then I think it'd be, yeah. be better for him. Because I think right now it'd be too much for a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be too hard on you too. At that age, they can start, you know, helping
1: with things. And start learning those skills.
0: Yeah. Very true. So cool. Awesome. Cool. Great. All right. Well, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Closing thoughts, buddy.
3: Um, thanks for having me back. Appreciate
0: well, it. Thanks for coming. Sorry um, it took so long to get you back on. Sorry, it happens. <laughs>
3: it happens. He's a busy guy. Yeah. Hopefully someday. Yeah. Um, closing thoughts. No, keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, like the idea, the mentality, keep having, getting guests on and spreading the word. Um, I like I read something not too long ago that majority of podcasts don't make it past 20 episodes. Yeah. Which is 20 weeks. So you're in the top, it's like 1% or 3% of podcast. So you're over that hump. Yeah. Just keep at it. I know it's probably a lot more work than most people realize behind the scenes, so... Appreciate you doing it though Because it's important You guys getting together And doing this kind of stuff
0: Well We appreciate that mm-hmm. Thank you for the encouragement mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I don't have anything 80s and 90s, 90s movies rock <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was hoping for a quote From one of them That would sum everything up No nope. you kind of dropping the ball mm-hmm. there Nothing from yeah. Goonies Always leave them hanging <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always leave them wanting more Oh <sighs> Never, man. Goonies never say die.
0: (laughs) There you go. See? (laughs) I knew I'd get one out of him. You got it out of him. Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thanks for stopping by. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming. Chris, whatever. Um, You're lucky I'm here. (laughs) Fire me. Hashtag fire, Chris. (laughs) We'll take a we'll take take a poll on Instagram. How many people want to see Chris gone? Uh, yeah. How many times can I vote? Or just leave it in the comments? Um, how many times can I comment? How many times? Well, <laughs> you just got to create a new account every First time.
3: First off, your vote doesn't count. Yeah, oh,
0: shit. <laughs> every vote counts. We're gonna get an influx of new subscribers on YouTube. It's just be him creating a profile. Yeah. <laughs> Fire that guy. He's terrible. <laughs>
1: His I beard is stupid. I agree with two of those three statements.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Anybody, uh, anyway, uh, thanks for stopping by. Remember, if you are struggling, reach out. There are resources out there. If you know somebody that's struggling, reach out. Let them know you care. Let them know there are resources out there for them. And, uh, yeah, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time.